The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. And if you have any questions about anything being discussed on today's show, don't hesitate. Pick up the phone. Call us. We'll stop what we're doing. We'll talk to you. This is Heart Health Radio, 919-860-9783. My name is Dave Alexander. Here is uh, our uh, favorite cardiologist who's turned to immunologist and microbiologist. Well, I wouldn't, I'm not going to make those claims. I mean, you know, yeah. Do I know a lot about it? Yes, I do. Okay. I don't claim to be an expert in immunology or in virology, but I know a lot about it. And one of the things that I've been able to do is read the information, and interpret it. And so, please, if you have questions, don't don't just sit there and sweat it out. Yeah. Call Dave and I. We, we might be able to help. I think we will be able to help. Either ease your fears or get you the information you need to know. Dr. Franklin, we fall here for this hour. Uh, the latest numbers, first of all, total confirmed cases of COVID-19 globally, 621,636. Uh, in the U.S., we have now moved to the number one category, 105,000, almost, uh, well, it's 105,400, so 105,000 in the U.S. Italy is number two and China is number three. Do you trust the numbers? Do you believe the I, numbers? I trust the numbers everywhere but China. Um, yeah. And again, I, just let me emphasize, this is not about Chinese people. No. This is no. about the Chinese government. So. Instead of saying China, I'm going to say CHICOM, which is Chinese okay. Communist Party. Yeah. And they've been at, since this began, um, lying and covering up. And I think one of the worst things is that they're now trying to blame the U.S. They're trying to say that it was a military operation. And then they said it was a uh, China, I mean, an American bicyclist. Sure it was. Going through Wuhan. But the interesting thing. Yeah. Is now they've banned. These game markets now, you know, where you can buy live yeah. wild game. Sure. So if if they really thought that it was either an American bicyclist or a U.S. Uh, military uh, act of war, then why would they ban what we know to be or what we believe we know to be the source? Yes. So the Chicoms are, are doing us a very big disservice and we can't trust them. Another reason why we can't trust them. Why is that? Spain received a huge number of free test kits from the Chicoms. Yeah. And well, that's nice of them. Uh, sending very nice. test kits. The problem was 30% accuracy. Now, I mean, think about that. Yeah. You get a test from this donated Chinese kit. Yeah. And it says you don't have it. You might as well be flipping a coin. Because they went back and retested those people. And the, the Chinese test... The Chicom test only picked up 30% of the people who actually had it. There were false negatives, which means that people left their doctor's office thinking they were okay. And false positive. And false positive. So the point is, is that I don't think we can trust anything coming out of the, the Chinese government. I really, I just don't. In North Carolina, and these numbers we can trust, from the Department of Health and Human Services, there are 935 cases with four deaths. And they, we have tested 
17,000 people. 17, in North Carolina. In North Carolina. Yeah, and so hundreds of thousands in the U.S. Testing is happening. Lee is on the line from Durham. Hey, Lee, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. How can we help you? All right. Uh, I have a magnesium supplement question. Um, I've, I've been having a lot of heart palpitations. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know, and I've heard that I could maybe take magnesium. Um, and I have looked at my blood numbers, and it, it is showing low. The doctor didn't seem concerned about it, but I didn't know if it would hurt anything for me to take that anyway. Well, that's a great question. I, I use magnesium a lot. Um, magnesium is a very important mineral for us um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, muscular function, cardiac function, and believe it or not, it's, it's associated with whether you can handle potassium in your kidneys. One of the things that I learned very early in medical school is that if somebody's got a persistently low potassium and you can't fix it, it's most likely because the magnesium is low. And there's something about the protein in the kidney that helps us reabsorb the potassium so it doesn't get low. Um, it depends on magnesium. Now, I use magnesium a lot for just what you have is palpitation. And palpitations can be single extra beats uh, coming from the top of the heart or the bottom of the heart. And it's amazing. It doesn't work for everybody. But it seems to work for uh, a lot of people who have intermittent palpitations and the magnesium works. You know, another thing that's good for Dave? What's that? It's good for muscle cramps at night. And I was getting, I don't know, do you have that too? Do you have cramps in your legs at night? Yeah. So I have a lot of cramps and also cramps. In my under my ribs and my thighs yeah. a lot. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is a magnesium level doesn't always tell you the truth. So you get a magnesium level from your um, vein, you know, a blood test from the doctor, and it mm-hmm. comes back quote unquote normal. The amount of magnesium in your whole body is tremendously high compared to the amount in your bloodstream. So you can have a normal bloodstream magnesium level and still be profoundly magnesium deficient. So I take. 800 milligrams of magnesium at night, I haven't had leg cramps. Now, I'm not telling everybody to go out who's had leg cramps and buy some magnesium. There are some people who should not take high doses of magnesium, and those are people with kidney problems. So I don't mean bladder infections. I don't mean, you know, kidney stones. I mean people whose kidneys aren't functioning well, so they can't get rid of the poisons in your body. And not necessarily even on dialysis, uh, people with kidney uh, dysfunction or underfunction should not take a lot of magnesium unless it's under the strict guidance of your doctor. But I, I endorse it as long as you've talked it over with your physician to make sure it's not harmful. For the vast majority of people who take magnesium uh, daily for these palpitations or leg cramps, they're going to do fine. But again, okay. don't do anything until you ask your doctor. I'll send my doctor a note. Thank you very much. You got it. Thanks actually, for calling. Right. Yeah, n- nobody's actually nobody's actually going in voluntarily to their doctor. They're calling their doctor. Oh yeah, and asking for something. Yeah, and, yeah. That, that's a quick a quick thing. I think that's a great question. And um, while I'm not providing telemed services, that's right. I can give you advice. Um, but here's here's something that is amazing. When we used to do telemed visits on the phone, yeah, um, we could charge like a dollar ninety eight. Okay. Yeah. And so a lot of doctors were saying, I don't want to do this telemed business. I can't, I mean, I can't survive on a $2 office call. Medicare has, and Blue Cross Blue Shield and other major insurances 
have said now they'll pay telemed visits at the same rate as you would get in a face-to-face visit. It's excellent. That's good. Now, they don't, they you know, don't want you sick. What's that? No, they I don't, don't want, want you sick. Okay, let me give you an example. 100 patients right. a day. I do not let people come into my office who have fevers or coughs. Okay, right. that's not what a, a primary care or a specialty care mm-hmm. office should be doing. Right. Don't come in. Call your doctor. And the doctor will be now incentivized to talk to you on the phone. And if he thinks you have COVID, the first thing he or she is going to do is tell you to self-isolate, get your family away from you, uh, have them, you know, go ahead and disinfect everything. And then I call my patients twice a day who I think have had COVID. I've had no positive tests yet. I'm waiting on one. Right. Um, but don't go with the office. I mean, if you have it, 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 you're not going to be able to get any treatment in the office besides what we tell you over the phone. And your doctor is now incentivized to do an office visit over the phone. Now, if you have a blood pressure cuff, and I recommend everybody mm-hmm. go out and buy one. It's 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. You can take your own vital signs, um, get a thermometer, and make sure that you use it you know, right. Don't pass the thermometer around from person to person. Amen. And get your own vital signs before you make this call. And I'm spending time on the phone. A good time on the phone. And the other thing that I do is FaceTime my patient. And that's the, uh, it, or Skype. Yeah. Because you can get a lot out of looking at somebody and seeing how sick they look. A lot of places, a lot of uh, pharmacies have drive up windows. Uh, if you feel ashamed or concerned about this, just don't. You go to that drive up window, you tell them what you need, and they will go ahead and get it. Right. And if they don't go ahead and get it, there's got to be at least three other right. locations in your town. Yeah, I haven't been to up. drive. Is, are they crowded? Is there a long line in the drive? I have now? not been myself. Yeah, my wife handles all the all that, and we do it all. Yeah. I'm telling you, we look like we're stocking up, but they're, they're all different. Per, <laughs> all different prescriptions. Hey. Nine different prescriptions. She gets them filled at the same time. Now, here, here's yeah. one thing. Uh, you know, yeah. personal thing. I went to Harris Teeter. My favorite uh, place. It's in my yeah. um, my own park and market building. And they're wonderful people. Yeah. Let me tell you, they're they're trying to cheer people up. They're not afraid. Yep. They're helpful. Um, but I saw something today that made me think: Is this a sign? What's that? They had toilet paper and they had um, paper towels and they had bleach. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe this is a sign that maybe we are. Maybe if not turning the corner, um, maybe about to about to turn the corner. Sure, it's not the so, it's not the yeah the end of the be- it's not the beginning of the end as as Winston Churchill said. It's maybe the it's end of the beginning. End of the beginning. I hope we're also going to talk about on today's show where Doctor Weefold went wrong because I did go wrong and where he went right right and almost everybody was either wrong or right at various well and I think there's a reason time. and we can learn. Yeah. From where we went wrong. I've got Betty and Garner is going to join us right now. Hi, Betty. Hi. Hey, what's up? I wanted to ask Dr. Weefall a question. Sure, I'm here. Okay. My uh, son-in-law two years ago had open heart surgery. Yes. And it wasn't long after that that he acquired uh, Parkinson's disease. Oh, do you explain and tell me what causes that after open heart surgery? I have heard so many people uh, has that after open heart surgery. I would really like to know. Sure. Can I ask a couple questions? Yes, sir. How old is... He is, he is 64 years old. 64 or 54? 60. 64. Yeah. And the open heart surgery was several years ago? Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, open heart surgery is uh, tough on the brain. Mm-hmm. 
Um, when you have open heart surgery, and, and there, I don't know if it was quote unquote off pump or on pump. Off pump means they didn't have to put you on the heart lung bypass machine. Mm-hmm. And on pump is where they usually do them, and they take the blood out circulate it through a machine to give it oxygen and take out the carbon dioxide and then put it back in your body. Mm-hmm. There's something called pump head, P-U-M-P head, and that's when certain individuals uh, get uh, dementia because tiny little particles, either little clots or little pieces of plastic, and I'm talking about micro, micro, microscopic, get out of the lung, heart lung machine and get into your brain. Mm-hmm. And you can see it on an MRI. Now, I'm going to tell you this. When I don't know, I don't know. And I'm going to look this up for you at a break, and I'll announce it where I found it. But I don't know if there's an association between Parkinson's and having a heart-lung bypass machine during surgery. But I want to find out um, because I didn't know. In fact, I'm going to tell you, I've been doing this for 35 years. Uh I've had lots of patients get Parkinson's disease after they've had open-heart surgery several years. But... Remember, it's like saying, you know, the, the, the stoplight turned green and, um, I got an itch in my ear. It's, it's not necessarily associated, but I'm going to look on the computer and I'm going to see if there's a scientific association. Because, you know, Parkinson's is when you lose dopamine in the substantia nigra. And that's a very interesting and small part of your brain. But I have not heard uh, of this connection, but I'm going to look it up for you. Okay, I really appreciate that, Louise Paul. You too. God bless you. Thank you, Betty. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. We're also going to talk on today's show about any health topic you want to. We've just gotten two phone calls, one on magnesium and one on Parkinson's. And, and this is people say, That's why great. is my practice so open? Yeah. Because the only illness is not coronavirus. And I want to take, I mean, it doesn't stop. Heart failure doesn't stop. That's Palpitations right. don't stop. Yeah. Parkinson's disease doesn't stop. Open heart surgery doesn't stop. So, yes, we are corona mania, but we also want to hear from you whatever you want. And I hate to say this, but we're also going to talk about the coronavirus and cardiac patients. So if you already have those underlying conditions. And it's a very important thing. We'll get to it. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Also, the Hall of Shame. Some people who have not distinguish themselves this week that's coming up instead of fake news we're going to present the hall of shame and name them and shame them on heart health radio you're listening to heart health the news radio 680 wptf where the telephone number is 919-860-9783 and marie and raleigh we're going to get to you but first the hall of shame dr weefald who has uh, embarrassed themselves publicly over the last seven days? Well, there is a Kentucky Republican congressman named Massey. And, yeah. you know, he decided that he was going to be uh, a grandstander and, and hold up the desperately needed $2 trillion relief package. And, you know, the worst thing he did is he made all these congressmen come back to have a vote when all they had to do was have something called unanimous consent. Right. They stand up and say, does anybody object? And if nobody objected, it would have passed. Instead, hundreds of these people had to come back all over the country, fly, drive, and then congregate because this guy said, oh, it's it's something that I think we all should go down in history as having voted yes or no on. So. President Trump is right. Kick him out of the Republican Party. And, you know, this also (laughs) demonstrates we can criticize Republicans. 
We can criticize Democrats. We don't pick and choose. We pick on the basis of who's a jerk and who's not a jerk. <laughs> Who else? Second, General Motors. Okay? Yeah. Now, General Motors said, we're going to get together with a, a ventilator company and we're going to build a whole bunch of ventilators. Yeah. And then they came back. Well, first they said, we'll build 20,000 this month. And then apparently they came back and says, you know, um, I think we can build six for an extra billion bucks. And so this is why President Trump said, look, that's it. And he did something called the Defense Procurement Act. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Where he now, as president of the United States, can say, mm-hmm, guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm ordering you to build them. And this is what we're going to pay you. Now, General Motors didn't have to do this. I mean, the bean counters in in Detroit did not have to say, hold on, guys, we want more money. I mean, this is a national emergency, and we need to do it. All right, the third one, the Coronas, Coronas, coronavirus toilet liquor. Yes. Ava Louise, yes. 22 from Miami. She got the Hall of Shame, but she gets it even worse now. She was on Dr. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. And she's talking about how she did it because coronavirus is getting more publicity than she did. And it's it's ni- a nightmare. And yeah. we're going to talk about where I went wrong. This is one of the places where I went wrong. I didn't realize how many millennials in this country and Gen Zs are just like this girl. All right. Hillary Clinton. Now, Hillary, come on. You lost. Okay. You lost. Now, you may have won more popular votes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But the Constitution doesn't say who won the popular vote gets to be president. Yeah. The Constitution says he wins the Electoral College. Yeah. She can't get over it. Get over it, Hillary. What you did, lost. What did she post? So what did she post? We are now the number one country in terms of coronavirus cases. So what does she say on Twitter? He did promise America first. Come on, lady. Wow. I mean, wh- where, do you, where do you come off that you have to turn the attention to yourself all the time? when we are struggling here to get people well and to keep our country safe. Let's talk to Marie yes. in Raleigh. Welcome to Heart Health Radio. Uh, Marie, how can Dr. Weefald help you? Hello, Dr. Weefald. Hey, sweetie. <laughs> how are you? Um, I'm, well, you sound good and well over the radio. I am. Radio, yeah, you know, let me tell you, this morning I got up and I was depressed. You were? Yeah, because I'm thinking, you know, we... we We've got to do something where we can uplift, but also educate today. Mm-hmm. So I got in with Dave, and Dave uh, uplifted me. Just like hearing your voice, my long-term wonderful patient, uh, Maria and Billy Casey. Yeah. Hearing your voice makes me feel good, Marie. Well, I'm a little bit <clears throat> hoarse, I think, but uh, I am very concerned that 90% of our drugs are made in China. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do about that? Well, here's here's the thing. And, you know, and, uh, I should have put a hollow shame on this Chi-Com, uh, that's Chinese Communist government, Chi-Com um, uh, spokesperson, who basically was gleeful. And he said, guess what? In the future, we'll starve you of antibiotics. We'll let you all die. So I think it's very important, and the Congress is recognizing this, and we're going to have to do something about getting the antibiotic chain. Now, it's not just that. I mean, they could cut off our shipments of computer supplies. I mean, could you imagine? We don't get any more chips for our computers. Um, so, you know, we are the world, yes, and, and getting things 
from other countries where it's cheaper because they can pay somebody a dollar a day. Right. You know, that does help the American consumer somewhat. But it, I think if, if there's any bright spots coming out of this catastrophe that happened to us is that we have realized something, that we are w- dependent upon people who may not be too dependable. And that's not just from their skill sets because they produce tests that don't work. Um, but it's all, and we produce some tests that don't work, but we can't rely on other people. We have to be in some ways self-reliant. So I think you're right, Marie. Well, I'm also concerned about, uh, uh, this might sound crazy, but I am concerned that if they can do all of that, why can't they mix something up to destroy the world? Why can't the Chinese poison us all is yeah. what you're asking. Well, well, I tell you, they did poison dogs. I don't know if you remember that. Mel- mel- melanamine. Melamine, they, yes. Yeah, they put that in dog food. Yep. Um, and, you know, again, I talked about this before and that there is a thing. I'm half Chinese. I'm not a racist. My daughter is from Wuhan, and I love her um, just about as much as I love anything in the world. But there is, amongst certain Chinese, the concept that the money is all that matters because, you know, if I don't have money, when the famine comes, I'll mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, throw a little poison into the dog food, as long as it's their dog dying and not my dog dying, I can get away with it. So there is that element um, as well. And, I mean, you know, it, it's something we've got to just face up. We gave away our manufacturing capacity in order to save money on uh, labor costs. Now, that's a two-edged sword. The consumers are paying less. But we are now beholden for our manufacturing of vital equipment, drugs, computer chips, things like that, to a country that may not have us in their best interest. So the politicians are wising up. And remember, okay, this whole global trade thing, Mm-hmm. was a big, big deal for Clinton and mm-hmm. for the Clintons in general. And so I think that we now need to step back and ask ourselves, do we want our drug supply, our, our computer chip supply, to come from one place? And I'm not sure we do. Excellent question, Marie. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I have the answer. Uh, you for- don't. You have the answer, yet you don't have the time. Okay. That's the amazing thing. We have about 40 seconds. All right. Well, I can do it real quick. Yes. Yeah. Parkinson's is a complication of bypass surgery. Okay. So I am going to read on this um, and the caller. Um, do we get her phone number so I can call no, her? No, we did not. Okay. Well, tell you what, if you're still listening, um, call the, uh, the station yeah. and get your number. I will call you personally and tell you what I know about it. But Parkinson's disease is a co- possible complication of coronary bypass surgery. So you taught me something. Thank you, Betty. And thank you, Marie and uh, Lee, also for calling. We've got James and Raleigh. We're going to get to you after our news broadcast. We'll talk more about COVID and non-COVID topics on heart health. Well, you know you make me want to kick my This is Heart Health Radio. Look for us on the web at hearthealthradio.com, and you'll find us. You you really will. Dr. Franklin Weefald here to talk about somebody who's doing something really good. Yeah, Elon Musk. I think he's 
the Tony Stark of our era. He's the man of the century. <laughs> Tony Stark was that guy, Iron Man. Yeah. Anyway, so Elon was being kind of a jerk and saying, I ain't going to close down. I'm not, this is not important. Yeah. And then he saw the light and closed his factory down and he said, yeah, I can build some of them ventilators. <laughs> You know, if anybody can build a ventilator, yeah. uh, it's it's Tony Stark slash Elon Musk. But the reason why I'm shouting him out is that you hear the governors and you hear all these politicians screaming that it's the federal government's responsibility. Get me 20,000 ventilators. Right. And, you know, Trump says, here's four. And they say, no, I want 20. Yeah. So what did Elon do the other day? You know how long it took him to find some ventilators? Oh. Half an hour. Really? Yeah, he called up this guy, called up that guy, called up his contact in Hong Kong. Yeah, you know, we got 1,500 of them. They're just sitting here. Nobody's called us. So the point I'm trying to make is that government versus industry. Mm-hmm. Okay? The governor uh, built a huge stockpile of stuff. And why? Because he wasn't a politician. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it now. <laughs> and Elon Musk, he said, oh, you need him? I'll find him. Yeah. And he found him. So, I mean, I'm not going to name these governors. Um, you know, they're moaning and groaning. A lot of it is politics. But get on the phone. Mm-hmm. Use the contacts. Yeah. You can get them. And the government's going to help you. One of the things that is true about government buying versus everybody else is that government buying sometimes needs a... Uh, a bidding process. It, you know, they got paperwork. Oh my gosh, I got to fill out of paperwork for this. Elon what? Musk yeah. can, from his credit card, right. buy a bunch of things. Right, and then the problem right. is, is the New York New York State uh, Department of Health mm-hmm. going to tie him up in certification process? So the point I'm trying to make yeah. is that if you are a hero. You don't worry about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't worry about someone coming after you saying you didn't follow the rules. You just do it. You know, just do it. What's, I, a, what's a ventilator? Okay, let's talk. And Everybody's asking, talking yeah. about them. I don't. Okay, so a mask is a piece of cloth yeah. that goes over your face and mainly prevents you from expectorating virus particles. Yes. You can still get them in you. If So if, if you're wearing a mask, it's for protecting others. Okay. Now, a respirator. A respirator is a special kind of mask that fits tight over your face so uh-huh. no air gets in between the cheek and gum. You know? yeah. And it's got a filter. So N95 means the nanoparticle size 95 means that it will prevent small, teeny, weeny particles from getting in the air. Okay. So that's a respirator. Okay. And the nurses need respirators. The doctors need respirators. Um, the masks aren't really helping the doctors. In fact, most hospitals are saying don't wear a mask outside of the room because it's not going to help you. Now, a ventilator, when you can't breathe, when your lungs are filled with fluid or mucus, yeah. the oxygen cannot get through what's called the alveolus, which is just a, an air sac. And then it passes through normally into the blood that's coming from the heart, and then goes out to the body. So when you're full of fluid, pneumonia, viral, either a viral or bacteria, there's so much gook that the air can't pass through. So what you do is you put a tube, a plastic tube, that's specially designed to go in the mouth and into your trachea. That's your windpipe, as opposed to your food pipe. They're connected, they're right there together. We've all seen it on the ER shows. Absolutely. So they tube you. Yeah, they took Which is intubation. Then they blow up a balloon to seal off your trachea. 
then they hook you up to a machine. And this machine has forced air. So there is a force of air that puts in a pressurized air that is also at a higher concentration. So we have 21% oxygen in the atmosphere. Right. 100% oxygen is deliverable. And so they can give you 100% oxygen, which forces more oxygen into your bloodstream so you don't have brain damage from a lack of oxygen or right. you know, multi-organ failure. And then it can also give extra pressure. So when you breathe and breathing, mm-hmm. the pressure is higher to force open the lungs, to force open those clogged um, lung sacs mm-hmm. and get more in that way. The sad thing is when you're full of fluid, yeah. Even ventilators don't work. So we talked about this before. ECMO. Yeah. The problem is ECMO is not readily available. And ECMO is incredibly expensive. Some patients in certain places are getting ECMO. I do not have the data. They're not publishing it. Mm-hmm. ECMO is basically the heart-lung bypass machine that they hook up to your neck and your leg to take all the blood out of one place and run it through an oxygenator get all the carbon dioxide off, and then put, put it back in your body with the oxygen. Now, babies, get this, mm-hmm. newborns. Mm-hmm. ECMO was proven to be in those little teeny weeny babies yeah. that couldn't breathe because they had undeveloped lungs and were born prematurely. So we got masks, we got respirators, we got ventilators. Now, you seen the bubble heads? No. No, it's incredible. It looks like the Apollo spacecraft um, yeah, masks, helmets. helmets. And they fit tight around your head. Yeah. And they provide pressure and they provide high doses of oxygen. So it's almost like a hyperbaric chamber for your head. Yeah. Now, it's not for the sickest. Those who need a ventilator, this will not take its place, but it's right. something that may be happening. Now, someone asked me an iron lung. Will that work? Remember? Oh, oh my God. Yes. It will not work because it can't get enough of the high-dose oxygen that you need. So they're not using iron lungs. The iron lungs were for paralysis, so your muscles don't work. Right. The iron lung will open up a, a area of the lung through um, suction, Yeah. essentially. And then the other thing is BiPAP. Now, many of you have sleep apnea. Many of you wonder, well, listen, I wear a CPAP machine, and it gets pressure and oxygen into my lungs. Yeah. The problem was... It worked in a certain amount of, you know, non, non critical, critical patients. Mm-hmm. But it aerosolized the particles. I mean, there's never a tight seal. So it's. Yeah, yeah and, and you're. Boom. It was aerosolizing the mucus and saliva all over the place. So they're not utilizing that now. Okay. And there was a it, thought maybe, hey, we know, can it, reprogram listen, these things. I tell you, I mean, uh, if you've got a doctor and a set of nurses who are immune. Yeah. Then they could do it for you. But it's too great a risk to spread it to others right now. That's mm-hmm. BiPAP and CPAP. So um, in the future, I think maybe we'll all wear masks when this happens. Wow. And the reason is because we don't know if we're asymptomatic carriers and we don't want to spread it. Wearing a mask won't prevent you from getting it, but it will reduce the risk that you're going to spread it. The governor has put us on a stay-at-home order. There are so many so many exceptions that I don't think it's going to change anybody's behavior. Well, I'm not so sure. Um, I am proud of the millennials in my neighborhood. They've gotten off the streets now, and they've gotten off the jungle gyms, the millennial jungle gym. Um, One more thing. How much time we got? 30 seconds. All right. Cardiac disease. You're hearing a lot about that, the troponin level. 
And those people with COVID who have a positive troponin are doing poorly. We've talked before about the flu can cause a heart attack. This can cause a heart attack. And next time we'll talk about how the virus can actually infect the heart muscle and lead to needing a heart transplant in the future. It can also raise inflammation and cause a heart attack. So they're seeing it just as I talked about it before. This is Heart Health. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.